2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, We're really excited actually to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co host uh, of the Huddle. Coach, yes, Yes. all right.
0: (laughs) First touchdown of the year.
3: (laughs) My, the Hurricane, yeah. You know the name already. It's Merced. Ha ha. It's the Six Rig King show. Can't forget the name though. Got jazz, blue, vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing them. Ain't no breaking them. Real we'll port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. You see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond a hundred yards of hurricane.
0: Oops. What's wrong with us? Seriously.
2: What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Kane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane Sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Six Rings Kane Show. Back at it again this beautiful Monday evening. Uh, we got a lot to cover today, but first, uh, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, prizefix.com. I usually don't do it first because I forget because I get so excited. And right now, we are pretty excited because it looks like Kane's basketball is uh, putting a hurting on the dookies. But before we get to that, prizefix.com, make sure you check them out. Log in when you log in. Type in the code word FIVE, F-I-V-E, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. It's real easy. Here's how it goes. Uh, You pick two to five players, depending on how much money you want to win. Pick two to five players. Choose the over, under, on their individual categories. You can mix and match players from different uh, teams, different leagues, different sports altogether. You can do it all. So it's really interesting how you can do that. Pick two to five players. Choose the over, under, and uh, win some money. Simple as that. Make sure you log in. And uh, put in the code five F I V E and they will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars. It's prizefix.com. Check them out. Uh we've got a lot of news to cover today. Not only are we gonna give you who the offensive coordinator is again, <laughs> like we did last week, but we're y'all also... lied to me. I
0: asked at the end of the show. I know, right? Like who who is are we gonna know? And you all said, Oh yeah, no, we're gonna know. Yeah, nothing. Uh, we really did lie to you. Uh,
2: it's, I feel it's, betrayed, it's, man. I feel it's betrayed. Mario's fault. It's Mario's fault. But not only do we uh, know now who the new DC, who the new OC is, but we're going to tell you who the new DC is. As uh, uh, defensive coordinator Kevin Steele decides to take the same position with uh, none other than Nick Saban and the University of Alabama. Uh, he goes over to Tuscaloosa now to coach that defense, and um, which kind of tells you a little bit about, you know, how how bad this team was last year that our defensive coordinator, um, which obviously our defense wasn't great, you know, gets a job as a defensive coordinator in Alabama. So that kind of tells you everything you need to know there. Anyways, um, moving along, Vish, you know, look, after you told me this today, I got to give you the stage. I have to give you the stage, but before I give you the stage, What's well not before, but go ahead and give us a little update on what Keynes basketball is doing to the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a tight game. It's at the under eight timeout. they they're they're holding on barely to a twenty five point lead. So you know, see if they can see this out. Um,
2: oh, see, I can't see the game anymore because you know both TVs can uh, be on Sling, ESPN, whatever it's complicated, but okay, so it's a 25 yeah, it's point a, lead. It's a,
0: it's a 25 point lead. I think Duke just used their last time out, there's still like eight minutes left. Yeah, this well, is a... <laughs> you know why, right? You
2: know why we have a 25 point lead, it's because of all those players that Jeb Behan said that we bought. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, of course.
0: I mean, how else would we be good at basketball? Exactly. Um, yeah, so I nice, nice segue. I have a little bit of a, before we get into the coordinator talk, actually, I, I came prepared. This is what that, I'm not going to cuss because I know I get demonetized, <laughs> but this is what um, Jim Boeheim said about our basketball program. Um, now, there's more context to this. This is what fit on on the screen. So after saying my Wake Forest, Pitt bought a team, Wake Forest bought a team, Miami bought a team, you know, people got necessarily offended because you we- do talking about, and I'm going to go through a whole background on our friend Jim Bayheim here in a second, but um, he then amended that to say, I shouldn't have said Pitt and Wake Forest. So he has to say, um, I've got a problem with this um, on many levels. First of all, for those of you that aren't familiar with Jim Beheim, he's he's a Hall of Fame coach um, and um, has won a national championship and he did that by (laughs) renting Carmelo Anthony for a year and buying him. (laughs) So good for him. He has had to vacate hundred, more than a hundred wins for cheating and paying players. Um, he had to settle out of court with victims of child sex abuse because he because he attacked them when they accused one of his assistant coaches of um, of molesting them, and they do have it on tape of his of the assistant coach's wife admitting it happened. Now, the statute of limitations have run out, so he didn't go to jail for it. But Syracuse fired him because he was guilty. So this person has a problem with NIL. Now, keeping in mind that if you look at where our basketball players come from, really, Nigel Pack is the only one you'd really consider an NIL guy because Norchad's got a small deal, but I don't think it's hard to convince a Nicaraguan to move from Arkansas State to Miami. He played high school ball here. He wanted to come back home. Exactly there are other players on deals, but they were here before that. So it's completely wrong. First of all, second, if you look at his quote, like, what is he talking about? We don't give them anything. They only make like 20 K what you're giving him 20 K that like, it doesn't even make sense. Like he's just, what has happened is they stink and everyone's asking him to retire. And so to deflect that, he decides, well, we can always get away with crapping on Miami. Um, and I have a problem with that. And I generally do not um, go at, these are, this, these are all academic institutions. It's amateur athletics, sort of, right? I mean, but so generally speaking, you know, these are all schools dedicated to the mission of educating student athletes. Like all of them. Like we make fun of like, oh, this school's dirty and that school's dirty. By and large, they have a lot of athletes at a school and they're getting they're giving them an education they otherwise wouldn't get. It's a noble cause. This guy though crossed the line. Like, you don't, don't bad math our program. We have a lot of really good kids on this team. And it pisses me off that they can always feel that they're fine as long as they just do it to Miami. Even, like, the fact that it was as offensive as what's on the screen was the fact that he backed away from saying Pitt and Wake Forest. Pitt's entire team transferred in this year. Like, I, I, this guy is out of his mind. He's been dirty. And by the way, I'm pro playing the players on, players on the table, so I wouldn't even criticize that. But if you're going to be this hypocritical – You got to say something. So I, like I said, I'm trying to avoid cussing, but this guy is, is a scummy character and he went after our school and I don't like it. It's unacceptable. And frankly, the ACC, if they had any backbone would suspend him. You can't be trashing other schools like this. What is this? And he did it because people are questioning why he still has a job after, by the way, he spent the last few, few seasons giving scholarships to his sons yeah, that's good. Nice nepotism you got running over there. He knows there's a Bayheim on his team the last few years. Um, this is he, is he is, frankly, everything wrong with college basketball right now. The kids deserve to be paid. And everything we're doing is on the up and up, which is why it's so open. And he, frankly, stinks. He has not evolved. The reason that Syracuse is, is struggling is because they're still trying to play that 2-3 zone, which basketball has evolved into a shooting game. Like people just launch threes there where the NBA is like that too. That's why scoring is so high. You can't play a two, three zone that doesn't work. That's where his problem is, but he won't evolve and stays blaming it on this. He even went on to claim that the reason that, that Mike Shashevsky and Jay and Jay Wright retired was because of NIL. Keep in mind, both these teams, Villanova and Duke were in the final four last year. Yeah. That's why they retired. No, they just had had enough. They're old. Maybe you should take a hint. It's enough. He needs to go away, but he needs to keep our school's name out his mouth because he has no right to trash our school like that and it really upsets me when they do stuff like that because it's always, you can always punch down to Miami because we don't have the media support. It's a small school. It's always been seen as like an outcast school. So you can always get away with doing that because the second he mentioned Pitt and Wake Forest, everyone lost their minds and he backed off of it. But they were cool with them leaving Miami's name in there. I'm sick of this. It's a private academic institution in a suburb of Miami. Like, what are we talking about? What do you think this is? The hood? Like, I don't understand what he thinks is going on here. This is embarrassing for him. And frankly, the ACC, I'm upset they're not saying anything. They should protect their member institutions like this when you have this guy's trashing it. Like, what's Coach L supposed to say to him next time he sees him? Amen to that. Yeah, Gary, I saw Nigel dunk too. I'm trying, trying, trying to do
2: a thing here. Nigel um, dunked, Harlan, Beverly dunked, everybody dunked. Everybody right. dunked, Norchad hit two threes.
0: It's all yeah, going in tonight. Yeah, and then he blew a kiss up to Syracuse. Nice. You know, nice. maybe they'll make the NIT. All right,
2: all right. That's enough of that because if not, we could let uh, – Vish will be here all day talking talking about that, which I I, I totally uh, support. But, uh, listen, let's be honest. The people want to know. The people want to know, Larry Bluestein. They want to know how to get
0: Final Four tickets.
2: They want to know. Who the next defensive coordinator is now, Blue? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can make something up. I mean, like everybody else
2: is.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Every time somebody comes up with an answer, it's it's wrong. It's and you know what the whole I don't know what. See, but I don't understand what these people feel that they gain by just putting names out there. Well, right. cause wait, one will stick one time and they will be, they will be the guru of gurus. I mean, come on. I mean, it's yeah. like getting a base hitting and going over 20, you know I mean? So it's, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that have, I mean, but here's the thing too, more so with Mario than any other regime. He says zero. He, in fact, he has nothing around his office, anything that he does dealing, he doesn't, he's out of the building. He takes care of it, you know, wherever, but not there uh, because of no matter how you think that people are going to be tight-lipped and because it can ruin a lot of deals. If somebody starts saying, well, I saw so-and-so at the building, you know, I mean, it, it, it could ruin things. So I, anybody we come up with is probably going to be wrong. I mean, you know, cause he's, you know, people now are oh, nobody wants to come to Miami, which is not true. Now yeah. I do happen to know just from firsthand that, uh, and I knew this a long time ago, and I and I've said this on the show. I said as soon as there's interest in Charlie Partridge, Pittsburgh's going to back up the Brinks truck, and they did. They doubled his salary, yep. and and not only that, they gave him a a, a position. Uh, Upgrade to his assistant head football coach, so that's what I'm saying. You know, you don't you want to go in there and kind of swoop down and you know, like, hey, listen, meet me over at uh, my house, I'll have a car pick you up at the private airport. Blah, 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 no one will ever see you, and we could talk things over. Because if Mario leaves here, he's got people bird dogging him, they'll oh, follow his yeah. ass wherever he goes. So it's, um, yeah, it's. It, I just, but it has to be soon guys, you know, I mean, I know we said this three weeks ago, but it's, it's three weeks till the spring starts and you, you kind of got, you kind of got to have somebody in place, you know, because um, obviously what he's doing now, he's looking for, especially on offense, he's looking for something similar to what he had because you're not going to learn a damn playbook in three weeks. And uh, you know, they're going to have to run some type of, you know, some type of offense that's going to suit the players. They come back, but that's what I'm saying. At least now, if you hired somebody yesterday or today, they can come in and, and kind of start implementing things and, uh, you know, bring the quarterback, get getting your quarterback coach. If it's not the offensive coordinator, you know, in the meetings and say, listen, this is what I'm, you know, this is what I think could work here uh, because, they're coming in and they're all new. If anybody really had interest in the job to the point where they knew Miami in and out, they would have taken it already. So they're just working out of deals. I know that a lot of things are, are, are uh, predicated on um, a lot of the other college coaches, you know, I mean, what, what their universities are coming up with, how comfortable they are, the path to the next level. Uh, you know, when you bring up a Jason candle, I mean, you're bringing up a guy who's a head coach now, why would he want to be a, he's, he's that close to being maybe, you know, something else somewhere else. And why would you go? I think it takes a step back. You know, it wasn't like Miami was 11 and two last year. You know, he's going to take. he's going to have to implement whatever offensive coordinator comes in or defensive court. They got to really start from scratch. So that's why I think that that we haven't heard anything. I mean, really heard anything. Listen, when Barry Jackson says he doesn't know what's going on, so <laughs> there must be something, you know, to to, to, uh, to this whole thing. But, um, yeah, but I, the only thing I can say for sure is a week from now, we have to know. We have to know. Next well, Monday night. Well, while while,
0: uh, while Blue was having a nuanced discussion on the pros and cons of taking your time versus getting someone in there for the play book, there is – strip club conversations going on in the chat yes I'm and
2: and and i I'm, I'm, I'm all for it good job guys good job fernie and gary that's what that's what we're here for fresh the georgia dc that means that before i go to you vich and then i'll go to dj on this fresh i'm gonna address that why why does the national championship defensive coordinator why would he why would he leave the georgia bulldogs to come coach at the University of miami that went five and seven that, that doesn't make any sense to me It wouldn't make any sense to me at all if I'm a national champion. And (laughs) coaching the best players and of the best, the best players in the country to to come down here. And and to to the the point Blue
0: Blue just made, um, and and we actually talked about this last week, that you're not – you're not getting the head job here. Mario's here for a long time. Right. So it's not yeah. a situation where you're coming in. You're like, oh, he's going to move on. I can ascend to the top. You could get level. a head job somewhere right, else. Right, right, right. So you're looking at stepping stones yeah. and literally like.
2: Yeah, they're, money, they're, money talks. You're right, Fresh, but that's Georgia. Yeah, Georgia what, has money too. And, yeah, and their previous so defensive
0: money. coordinator is now the head coach at Oregon. So that right. is a stepping stone position. Right. He's in the limelight. He'll be ahead. Uh, both of George's coordinators will be head coaches in the next few years. Like, they're in position. They're not going anywhere. Oh, Monk Ex- Munkin is
2: already interviewing in
0: for uh, uh, NFL positions. Yeah, he might go the, the pro yeah. route. Otherwise, right, he'll be a college right. head coach. Like, there's no nothing... landing
3: last year left. So, I yeah. mean, it's. Yeah, That's... those are
0: stepping stones. They're already in the limelight stepping stone to either, yeah. like, like Jess said, go pro. If you want to go to the NFL, you can do it from there. Or if you want to take a major college program job, you'll get it right out there. Yeah, there's yeah. zero candle's a little different in that you could potentially say there's more spotlight at Miami and you might actually he's been at Toledo forever maybe he feels like there's no way I'm gonna get the big job out of here maybe he's given up on that and he thinks it's easier to do it out of an offensive coordinator at Miami so right. you could at least like argue it to Bruce Wayne's a head coach now it's a tough sell but you could at least argue there might be a different opportunity here than he has there but no, this is a downgrade from Georgia in every way. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. literally nothing we can offer. That's a that Georgia so, that's new
2: do better. Vish, I got I got this question for you, and I'll and I'll shoot it to DJ as well. Uh, Blue mentioned this really quick, uh about timing, right? So the timing of everything that's been going on. I mean, we've known we've known that there's been an issue with the offensive coordinator for some time. Obviously, you know, because of other things, uh, they weren't able to announce the Gaddis firing earlier or he wasn't quote unquote, fired earlier, let go earlier. Uh, but now you're talking about having to hire not only an offensive coordinator, but a defensive coordinator. Now, there's obviously tons of rumors out there that's, you know, you know, the, the guys are ready. We know who it is. And, you know, this is just kind of trying to get all the other pieces together. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. There's sometimes where I say I buy it. And then there's sometimes I'm just like, there's got to be more to it. So to me, for, for me, Vish, like, are you, are you on the, uh, which boat are you on, right? Are you on the boat of, hey, let them take the, let Mario take his time. He knows what he's doing. Uh, we're not in a rush. Yada yada. Or are you in the boat that this is a bit concerning at this point that a guy hasn't been named yet? Like, I, I understand, and, and Blue says it perfectly, right? Like, you bring a guy into the campus, everybody's gonna know who the hell it is, and, and and the word's gonna get out. And I get all of that, but at the same time, isn't it a bit concerning, Vish, that? you know they haven't named the guy yet regardless of whether everybody knows or not like at some point like the mind games and all that stuff and the way that that he does things does it concern you a little bit or are you on the other side saying hey
0: i'm gonna let him do his thing i'm not worried take your time so kind of in the middle i'm not i'm not worried about it but i don't think he's like oh it's all locked up and they're just like wait like these are complicated matters. Like unless you're getting Arroyo or someone that doesn't have a job, you're talking buying him out, buying the coach out from his existing contract, working out all the details for his new contract, including given that I know uh Steele left of his own volition, but I, I don't know that, that that relationship was necessarily the strongest. So Mario just fired two coordinators or had two leave. So you're gonna really come in here, especially if you're leaving a position where you're you know you're settled. What's my buyout? all that stuff has to be all worked out. So even if in principle, you're like, you talk to Mario and like, yeah, it's a great opportunity want to take it. That's just step one. Like when you're trying to go get, this is not, you know, bringing in Patrick Nix or something where it's like, whatever, they'll take whatever we give them. Right. We're, if you're going after coveted candidates, it is a lot harder to attract them. The money matters. All the fine details matter. Stuff that you don't even think about, like, it's really expensive to live in South Florida. How much are we helping out with the housing? Did they get a car deal with it so they don't have to pay for their car? Like, all of that stuff that you don't really think about makes a big difference, especially when you're coming to Miami. It's so much more expensive than a college town. So all of that has to be worked out after they decide they want to come here. So I always expect it to take us a little bit longer to, to, to close these deals off. Um, do I think he's, like, it's all set, though? No, I think there are probably negotiations going on. And any, you know, any, if you're, again, if you're trying to attract the top candidate, you're not going to be like, take it or leave it by today. or We're moving on. So they probably give them a time when like, all these things are going to take some time and no good coach is going to inter- really like, you know, go to those final stages of the interview process until Gaddis is officially fired. They might talk to Mario and all that, but there's this whole coaching brotherhood thing where they're not going to take his job when he's still in it. Right. So, so as much as, you know, you might have taken it using a football analogy inside the red zone before gas is fired. That's the last twenty yards. as guy showed us last year. Really hard to get. It's hard to score the touchdown. So, <laughs> so I'm I'm fine with it at this point. If it drags on a lot longer, like at this point, we're three weeks from spring ball. You kind of need a coordinators and <laughs> a playbook and stuff. So, I really think they need to get it done this week. Uh, DJ. So, what? First of all, what side are you
2: on? Are you a side on? Being worried, or kind of like what Vish said, not worried, but you know, they need to kind of get something done and you know, have a little patience about it. Also, on top of that, and Blue mentioned this as well like how hard it is to learn a playbook, um, after getting it only having it for you know, a couple weeks, a month, or whatever the case is. Are there certain offenses? That you can say, and, and Blue, maybe you want to chime in on this after as well. Are there certain offenses that you say, hey, I can get the playbook, and in three weeks I learn the whole thing, or I learn the majority of it, or I, you know, I, I understand the concepts already of, uh, 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 you know, a spread offense, like, you know, or or uh, uh, a pro read, whatever it is, right? Whatever type of offense it is, like, which one, you know, is easier to kind of get the playbook and learn it quick? Is there anything like that, or? Do they have to go the route like Blue said? It's kind of goes something that they're already a little more familiar with.
1: Well, to answer the first part of your question, I'm in the worried camp just because it is three weeks until spring practices start. And say, for example, you have a staff that is coming back that was here last year, an offensive coordinator that's coming back that was here last year. Spring is a time to refine the concepts you kind of already know and then you know really go after it during the course of fall camp. Now with an off with a new offensive and defensive coordinator in the mix, you're gonna have to learn things pretty quickly during the spring and you know kind of be ready essentially by fall camp. Now, can that happen easily when you're learning a new playbook? You know, it's very difficult. And so this is why I'm kind of worried that it's dragging on a little bit because. They do have to learn the playbook. They do have to learn the concepts. And, you know, it's going to make things a little bit more challenging for them. Now, in terms of learning types of offenses, um, I remember my college team that I, you know, helped out with, they ran a spread offense. And that type of offense was difficult to learn just because it relied a lot on the skill sets of the wide receivers and a little bit less on the running backs. Now, there are some offenses like a run pass option that could be a little bit easier to learn depending on the skill set of your players. Like, for example, if you have a running quarterback, that could be a little bit easier. But, you know, in terms of playbook, I would, in my opinion, go with an offense that Mario's familiar with just because of the amount of time that they. Have or don't have, and also familiarity with the players returning on the roster.
2: Blue, two seconds, and then we'll move into the DC, uh, the DC talk, because uh, we'll end, we'll end with that. But is there a specific offense that you want to see Miami run, or does it does it really matter to you? I know, I know. At the end of the day, we don't matter. It doesn't matter as long as they score points. But look, this defense. I'm sorry, this team uh you know has a a certain skill level right a certain skill set with the players it has and the new guys coming in is there a certain offense that maybe you want to see them run or something that you think that could come in right away and they can learn a little quicker
3: well you know to to dj's point the whole thing is is um when you get somebody think about this i mean you're you're coveting an offensive coordinator you're bringing them in you want to you want him to have his own identity you don't want to have have somebody else's identity uh that's why you bring in a coordinator with a different plan you know not to say that enos didn't have a plan his offense was okay um i didn't think that you know it was it fit and that's the one thing too You just can't bring in a guy who's used to running a spread and then having somebody who's going to come in more of a pro set because you have more of a pro set quarterback and you're running backs now and you've geared your offensive line that way. And you don't have any established receivers. So to me, you got to come in with somebody who's a little bit more than 50-50. I think somebody who likes to run the ball a little bit more, you know, I mean, not, not crazy, but uh, you know, maybe 60, 40 uh, just to, just to give um, the the team a little bit of balance, but to your strength, give if we had two studs at wide receiver and two slots that have proven themselves and tight ends that are all American. Now I can understand, but they don't. And uh, until that new coordinator comes in and runs his offense we, that's why spring is so vital, because you could take a look, and I'm not saying the game itself. I'm just saying every day in practice, because that's where they pick up. If, remember when we had Frank uh, uh, Ponce on the show, he was talking about that very thing of how he learned the strengths of all those quarterbacks during practice not so much in a game and, you know, not in the spring game. Cause we know the spring game was kind of vanilla all the way. And even if the new coordinators come in, you're not going to see everything that they have, but they're going to work on them every day in practice. And they're going to send the guys out, you know, during the summer and, and uh learning this, and you got to, you know, what you watch a lot of film and this is, you know, let's watch, I don't know. I'll just pick Nebraska. out. Let's watch Nebraska. Cause this is what the type of offense we're running. And you could see how the defense reacts to certain plays, and that's how you learn. But um, yeah, it's it, to me, I think it's really essential. And I said this two, three weeks ago. You, it's always good to get somebody who's going to be calling your offense and your defense, you know, in house now, soon as you can. Because if not, these kids are what they're doing now. And I, you know, talk to some of the kids. I mean, they're they're conditioning, obviously, and they're going out and throwing the ball with themselves. And, you know, they're, there's no way, even whether there's an offensive or defensive coordinator, that they're going to change up running routes and still throwing the ball around. They're going to do that no matter what. So all they're doing now is just staying in football shape. Uh, you know, they're, they're not really running plays because, you know, they're, they're not watching a whole lot of film because you don't know what type of film that you're going to be, you know, watching. I mean, at least when you get somebody in, in, um, in house, then what you can do is then the kids could, you know, spend a lot of the time, you know, uh, when they're not practicing the day, de- you know, cause remember they don't practice every day during the spring. They have days that are conditioning days and days are film days. And he gives a couple of guys off and I like last year, I believe that they went right through spring break. I think they gave them off for like nine days during spring break. So those nine days when the kids go home or whatever they do, at least they'll have something to work on. So when they do get back uh, you know, that time's not wasted. And uh, that's, I I just, I'm just, I'm firmly believing that you got to get people in authority um, you know, and they are, your coordinators are authoritative. I think that sometimes they become a little bit too much authoritative. I mean, you know, again, I'm not taking shots at uh, coach Gattis, but I just don't see how he survived at Michigan, not having an open mind, especially with somebody on the, who's your head coaches, who's, who's been there, done that as an offensive uh, player, you know? So, I mean, here I can understand it because Mario was a lineman. Okay. So I'm sure it's, it's a little bit different being a quarterback or a receiver or a wide receiver, because you're more of a skill, you're thinking more of a skill uh, type of player uh, and that's what i'm saying i i no matter who it is at this point i don't really care i mean it's because it's his decision and he's got to live with it you know and uh, i think and i think you you mentioned uh, jazz that he's got to be a little bit more careful i think vish had said that because you know you were you, you took on somebody like gaddis because of his reputation and you know hell he was this, you know one of the top uh, assistants, if not the top assistant in the country for a team was in the final four. So, yeah, I, that's why I think it's essential now. I think meetings are going to be essential. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's got to be a lot of meetings. I mean, you know, because what's going to happen is you're going to say, okay, this is the offense we're running, quarterbacks, um, you know, spend the day with the quarterbacks and the quarterback coach, and then uh, unless the OC is a quarterback coach, which I like always to see. Because then you have no guesswork, you know, I mean, then you're pulling all the, you know, I mean, especially when you treat your quarterback coach like they did last year. So he really was there. He was just a guy who worked with the quarterbacks, maybe technique, uh, technique wise. But I need I need my offensive coordinator and quarterback. I mean, sleeping together <laughs> because they've got to be on the same page. DJ, I saw you lifting weights the other day, man. When they had that opening for strength and condition, coach, you better take it. I mean,
1: I can be strong, but my diet is nothing to write home about. So unless you want all of the players to be fat, then I don't think I'm your guy. So, But um, no, I was just thinking, too, on the offensive coordinator part of it really quickly and the defensive coordinator part of it, quite frankly, knowing who they are before, but, you know, kind of before the summer, and I'll just use a summer as an example, it allows them to help formulate workout programs for the players. Like if the offensive coordinator says, okay, player – Z, I need you to be faster, then they can tailor a workout program to that player. So it also kind of helps in conditioning aspects a little bit as well. Yep.
2: Good point. Good, good, good stuff by, by both of you guys. That was good. Um, all right. Let's let's kind of finish up here the last couple of minutes and we'll talk about a couple of different uh, defensive coordinator uh, names that we've been hearing Um through the uh, through the grapevine here, and obviously the first one. is...
0: before we <clears throat> pivot? Just no is the answer to that question.
1: Yeah, I'll say no, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Actually, no, not at all. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. not at all.
0: Yeah, I asked it, and it's a it's a decent question, just stylistically. That that ain't happening. Yeah, I mean, yeah and I
2: don't good think good. he wants. I don't think we want to see the air raid either. So, um... <laughs> well, I think Anthony does because yeah. <laughs> that's right where he's coming
0: in. But yeah, I think it's. Uh... Yeah, I don't want to see that. But I get
2: it. I understand. I, I will mean, say just generally I, it's fun. It's fun to watch.
0: I get it. Yeah, I, I don't think you should put in a um a temporary offense to suit these players that are frankly inadequate and then try to change it in two or three years and you've got right. the talent. I'd rather be worse now and start to set that foundation of this is how we play football. Yep. Cause because you can definitely scheme around some stuff and be better temporarily and have it cause you more problems down the road. So I'd rather just Whatever they put in better be the same playbook they can run, you know, in, in, the, in the playoffs in three years. Yep.
2: Uh, Young Buck says, honestly, my head hurts. I'm tired of this slow-moving, all, We get it, my man. Trust me. I, I, you know, I actually I, I, I totally understand that because I think it's hard to have this amount of patience. Um, you know, we had it last year, and things didn't go well. So what you know, so now having to do this again and wait and wait and wait. Not that not that Mario cares about any anything that we say, but at the end of the day, I mean, look, it's kind of frustrating, right? If if it Fresh doesn't work the, spring. It, the problem is if it doesn't work this time, then we've got a serious problem, and those pockets are gonna get a lot thinner and a lot well, I, I
0: think it's, shallower you,
2: than they are now.
0: You, you know, as much as it failed last time on paper it worked. Um yeah. Like you're sitting like to Blue's points, like like if you look at the credentials of who we brought in on paper, you're looking at that and saying, Yeah, that's worth the wait. That's why it took so long. It's not right. easy to pull Michigan's offensive coordinator in and get App State's offensive coordinator to take a downgrade. Right. Like that that's not easy to do. Now, obviously it blew up in her face and hopefully there's some lessons learned there. But so I think whatever I'll, I'll tell you exactly what's going on, whatever we hire, seventy five percent of the fanbase is gonna complain. Yep, and then we'll see what the results are. I mean, that's yeah. where we're at, right? So. That's it.
2: Uh, here's the name. Um, obviously, the, the the most the most not the most popular name, but the, the name that I think that everybody talks about uh, the most right off the bat is Charlie Strong. Obviously, he's already on you know on staff as a linebackers coach. Probably more suited for the role as defensive coordinator. Either way, I think he's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Probably one of the best in the country as well. So you know. That's obviously a name we're going to hear. Uh, I think we spoke about it earlier, Blue, uh, Charlie Partridge, who probably won't, you know, obviously won't leave Pitt, we don't think, but stranger things have happened, uh, Charlie Partridge. Another another interesting name is Anthony Campanile, who is the linebacker's coach for the Miami Dolphins. He's been uh, rumored, and I think Mario really liked him last year as well, so he's been rumored to, to possibly do um, – you know, something like that along the lines of moving, you know, becoming a defensive coordinator in college football. This is an opportunity for him. Uh, I know he's been in college football ranks before with Michigan and, and Rutgers and a couple other teams as well. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he coached under Greg Schiano's defense at Rutgers also. So uh, he's a well known guy, a very smart guy. And I know uh, someone that Mario likes a lot and could possibly be a good fit as a defensive coordinator. Um, and then you've got uh, another name is Jeff Collins, who's another big time guy. Uh, coached, uh, I believe he was a defensive coordinator for the Gators, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, and then obviously the head coach at Georgia Tech. Yeah, or was it, yeah. was it had Temple
3: first and then Georgia Tech? Temple, yeah, and then, then Tech, yeah.
2: That's right. That's right. So another uh, big-time defensive mind. As Good well. dude,
3: too. I'll tell you what. And yeah, nice I, I would like that. Hey, he's a real, and I think he and Mario would get along real well because the guy's a hard worker and. Right. You know, he just sometimes you land in the wrong spots.
2: Sure. Sure. That happens a lot. Uh, here's another couple of names and then we'll kind of go around the horn on who you guys want to see. Uh, Jim Leonard, uh, Wisconsin, defense coordinator, Wisconsin, or was. I'm not sure if he's if he still is or not. I, I don't know what the situation is there. Uh, and then you've got uh, everybody, <laughs> the, the guy who, who everybody mentions here, the Georgia's defensive coordinator, Glenn Schumann. Uh, who I, I just can't see him taking the position as a defensive coordinator here uh, after winning two national titles in a row. I know he was the co-defensive coordinator with Will Munch, Muschamp, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, uh, you know, same thing last year with Dan Lanning, and uh, he seems to be doing all right there. So uh, listen, Will Muschamp is another name. I guess you could throw you can throw his name in, in 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 the ring as well. But uh, I think those are probably your biggest names that we've been hearing about. Uh, Manny Diaz is what? Well. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I got you guys. Just I'm kidding. Sure you um, that. How, how <laughs> dare
0: you? How
2: dare you, man? Yeah, I'll tell you what.
3: You know, before we move on from that, I, I think Leonard also has an opportunity to go back to a place where he was with Cleveland Browns, too. Uh, they like him there. He likes that situation. So. You know, instead of going right back into the college ranks, he may, you know, and he's comfortable with the people in Cleveland. So that's yeah. I'm just dispelling things, you know, because I know where everybody I know. I, I watch those uh, all those sites that cover Miami and you drive yourself nuts. Cause oh, that, my gosh. I mean, you I mean, some of the some of the names that they come up with, you know, I mean, but listen, I saw Manny Diaz's name. You know, I heard um, I
2: heard Coach Flores too. I think. Oh National yeah, team. that would
3: be a great fit. <laughs> he, by the way,
2: he just took the defensive <laughs> coordinator position for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he was. was net, I think ahead. he. I
3: think we.
0: They just undercut us, man. We had him a lot. Though. Oh my god, I wish. No.
2: <laughs> so okay, so out of those names that I gave, oh, another one I think that was like a dark horse in this whole thing was Jamil Adai. I don't know where. And to, I think T Rob also like T Rob's not going to come back to Miami to coach Hunter coach Cristobal. That's number one. That's the first thing. Number two, Jamila Dai. I don't, you know, that's a long shot if you ask me. Who are, who's the guy Vish uh, that out of those names there that you could possibly see coming or that you'd like to see be the defense coordinator by him?
0: So, so I, I do think it'll end up being Charlie Strong. Um And that does free up another on-field position to yeah. either, I know people want to get DVD on the field. That's an option. If that's not the route um that they take, then there's a good opportunity to get a young, hungry coach in here that sees, has, has future coordinator aspirations because he doesn't look it, but Charlie Strong's in his 60s as well, so he's not going to be the defensive coordinator for a long time. So, right. you know, th- that can then be an attractive assistant coaching position. I honestly, like, I, I've been very patient with Mario. I, I believe, yeah. you know, it's a long-term deal here. He's got to build a foundation. If Jamila dies a defensive coordinator, I got some questions. Yeah. Because I don't understand how that could possibly happen. <laughs> T- to me, that's that is just so underqualified. Like our defensive backs, Kinchin's had a great year. The rest of them look like they were completely lost. <clears throat> if anything, like not that I think we should do this, because I'm again I'm fine being patient, letting them have a few years in the system and all that, but you could easily argue he should get canned and and D V D should be the defensive backs coach. Like right. I Promoting him to defensive coordinator to me—that's insane. I saw that rumor floating around too, and I frankly thought people were joking. Like, you got to be kidding! Me. You can't promote that guy to defensive coordinator. Not I
3: right think now. Vish, I think you're right though. As as time continues to get closer to spring, I think that the likelihood of bringing on uh, Charlie Strong is getting gaining a lot stronger, more
2: momentum. Stronger and stronger. Yeah, well, I changed it. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Oh wow, oh, not man. as bad as uh, what's his name changing uh, uh, on uh, what's his name? Um, the analyst that there, uh, I can't even think of his name, Tony Romo. But uh, oh wow, well, yeah, no, yeah, Tony Romo's one sick dude, man. Yeah, he he's got problems, man. I don't even think he's that, but good. I like that. I think he used Vish to be Vish yeah.
2: probably agrees. this probably agrees. I don't think he's that great, Vish. Uh- uh, Dallas Cowboys again. You. you know if we could
0: have played defense one of those years something. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, blue uh, now that we're now that we're on with you who, who's the guy that maybe you know let's say strong is not in the equation is there anybody else on that list or anybody on your list that maybe you'd like to see you give a shot as a defense coordinator
3: well obviously like I, I the two guys that I really like for the job Leonard and, and Charlie Partridge may be out of the mix I'm I'm really thinking very strongly what Vish said. I mean, how could he really not? I mean, he's a good – I I think that he's a really good coach. He's You know, he's had head coaching uh, experience. I, you know, he's a guy who – like he's a D.C. that may have the final word, but he also coaches – and I know him really well. So the very fact that he he's, he's not hard-headed. And uh, he understands that the objective for everybody is to win. And uh, and he's going to, you know, count on his um, defensive line coaches. And, you know, and I and he can remain the linebacker coach very easily. And, oh, so, yeah. and that frees up, like you said, that frees up somebody else to come in. I, you know, I mean, at, at one position, I mean, offensively, I, you know, I, I think it's more pressing, really, because you don't have anybody right now that you could just say, hey, you know, he could be our offensive coordinator. Right. on staff but you do have that at defense so to me i think if they're going to concentrate a lot more unless somebody just really blows them away like a leonard or or somebody like a charlie partridge or somebody of that nature i think they stay with strong and and why would anybody be angry i mean you know i mean he's you know he's a yeah good you can't player. be angry with that that's that's a great option no i mean you get frustrated because of the fact that you know Miami's defense last year couldn't couldn't stop a you know a, a bleeding nose. So, yeah. but but I just think it wasn't him. I mean, he didn't put people in those schemes. Steals, you know, the reason why Steals are fit at Alabama is because they have so much damn t- talent and no win despite his ass. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but here he had to work a little bit and he had to think outside the box and he just. And I'm not going to blame age. I won't blame age, but I just blame just being in tune with, you know, today's defenses and how to, you know, how to combat some of these crazy offense. And that's what it comes yep. down to. I mean, your defensive coordinator has got to be road tested enough that they've already been in the fray. You know, I mean, I've already understood how to slow down these off, these potent and, and ever changing offenses. So, I cast my vote for Charlie strong. I really do because I mean, you already have enough on your plate trying to get an offensive coordinator. Why would you go outside and, and and, and unless you get somebody that's just going to come in and just change things around and nobody's out there like that. I sure. don't think, you know, on the defensive side uh, and uh, you can save yourself a position and, you know, maybe hire somebody else, you know, as an add another position to, or put somebody who's, You know, you know, who now like Jason Taylor. Why doesn't he get to go out? You know, I'd make him a uh, co-defensive coordinator or something. And what's not to like about Jason Taylor? I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I mean, D.C. at St. Thomas is as good a defensive mind as you have. I'd put him in a situation like he'd be a co-D.C. And that means he can go out and recruit. And that's essential. You have his you have him walking into your practices. You're talking a whole different deal. So he's going to land some – he's going to – but that's what I was thinking about that the other day. You got him in in the building, you know. I mean, yeah. and you're not going to have to really ante up anymore. I don't know what your guy's feeling is on that. But, I mean, how can you – how can you take a guy who's a Hall of Famer who's done things at every level, understands the defense, understands the fact that he, you know, he called it and I watched him at St. Thomas. He he actually made guys like Nick Benito, an average football player, into a, a draftable player who's in the NFL, but just working with him. And you know, and his kids are both really good. And his younger son's gonna probably be in the NFL in a couple of years as a tight end. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys, Vish, what is your feeling on that? Yeah, I think it's,
0: I think, you know, if, if you, pro- I think you kind of touched on it overall. If you promote strong, it frees up a position and they can get creative with it. There's a lot Yeah, of, there's a lot of time at the uh, analyst position, or you can go bring someone new in again. There's a, there's a lot of strong is old too.
3: Yeah, no, huh. I understand.
0: And so, but that gives you a good opportunity, makes it attractive to a young, hungry coach because, we mentioned how Mario's not, not going anywhere anytime soon. Charlie Strong probably is. Like I, he's not. I don't think. I don't see him here for like five six years. I think you know he's probably more of. This might be his last stop as as nice. a as a as a coordinator. So that there is every opportunity for like a young, hungry defensive assistant to say, "I'm not gonna yeah. I'm gonna work after under someone that's a national championship defensive coordinator." when what right? what Charlie Strong is. Um, we forget that because he's been a head coach for so long before coming back here. You know, really a great person to learn under, and eventually take over one of the premier programs as yeah. a defensive coordinator, and that's your stepping stone. So I really that's that's my my strongest selling point for Charlie. Strongest an option is it does keep some continuity because man, it's been a lot. If you think about like the brain trust of the offense, and I know there wasn't a lot of communication going on, but it was certainly Gattis and Ponce and then on the other side was steel and strong if you're kind of wiping that all out that is a lot of ch- I know it's a bad team so we all want the change but sometimes continuity and just you know more time with the system helps a lot
3: and yeah no, I agree with you. And look at around like we're talking about, you know, Charlie Strong being gone. Look at how many great coordinators over the last just two, three years when you're probably sat down on a you know podcast like this. And say, "Oh, landing will never go anywhere. And he's this and, you know, he's that. And and he's gone, uh, you know, after that year with Gattis and Michigan, I'm sure the fans in Michigan said, oh, well, we got Gattis for a few years and then he'll become a head coach. He's gone, and he's out of football right now. He's got no job. So that's my point. I think things happen so quickly that, okay, and I agree. Uh, Somebody like Charlie Strong won't be in the game, but if he could have somebody, as you said, maybe a young, fresh-faced guy who could just jump right in for him when he does decide to go, uh, that's invaluable to have somebody, you know, working alongside of – uh, you know somebody like Charlie Strong with all the knowledge and what he does, and then you have a younger, fresh-faced guy who you know maybe a little bit more innovative, and then he could just step in. But to me, you can't plan for the future anymore. You really can't. You got to go year by year because things change so quickly. DJ, any
2: final thoughts on on the defensive coordinator? What you think, and what you'd like to happen there?
1: I think it's probably gonna be like like everybody has said here, Charlie Strong. It makes the most sense in terms of timing and the fact you know you guys talked about continuity and I completely agree with that. It would be very difficult to wipe out an entire defensive system and not at least have some sort of, you know, something to fall back on and feel comfortable with if you're a player. Um, you know, I would really, you know, like Jim Leonard. I don't think he is going to come here, but he did a really good job at Wisconsin actually took over the uh, interim head coach role after Paul Christmas fired Wisconsin prides itself on uh, linebacker play. And Leonard was a big part of that. So I think he would be a good fit for the defense in that regard, but we'll see. It's probably not going to be somebody that I just mentioned. And uh, it's all part of the uh, coaching carousel fun, as I like to call it. Yeah. It's fun, fun. That's
2: one way to put it. <laughs> That's one way to put it. Um, guys we'll have um, hopefully next <laughs> next you said monday. this
3: last week <laughs> I know.
2: Ho- hopefully next monday we'll have uh, <clears throat> we'll have some, some some more news for you guys on on who will be the uh the offensive coordinator and possibly a defensive
1: coordinator what we'll if we don't what if we don't do we just if freak we don't out next
2: week if we don't hurricanes twitter and hurricane fan base is gonna blow a gasket it's gonna go crazy and it's and always I, an interesting place. Yeah quite frankly I think a lot a lot of people will will yeah. we'll feel that way so it's, it's, so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens within the next week but i i, I do think that this is the week that we get <laughs> that we get something but uh uh just to kind of recap miami uh, with a huge win, an absolute ass whooping on on the Duke Blue Devils 81 to 59. So that's real nice to see. They continue their dominance at home, winning at home. So they gotta win some games on the road. And uh, then we can say that they are legit this year because I, I need to see them win the big game. Did They're on did
0: home. on Saturday. Um, um, Saturday. One one at Clemson. Who was oh right They did in win in at Clemson. Yeah, that and, 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 win. And, and, win. and 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 because the scheduling gods hate me, next Monday, seven p.m. at North Carolina. Of course, <laughs> we'll get the last ten minutes of that game going <laughs> during the start of the show again, just like this oh, week. Oh man, let's hope, I, let's hope and they're and twenty-five they on Saturday. I think. Yeah, well, Louisville is it terrible. Is terrible. If they don't win that game, just
1: like the Cowboys game too, Vish. When you had to watch the Cowboys and we had to do the show. You know,
0: that was that was like the finest playoff moment I've had since the '90s, and and I had to do the show during it.
1: Really unfortunate. <laughs> I'm thankful you got to share it with us. So. I know. Then it went. And then
0: nothing happened after that. We don't need to talk about anything else. <laughs> and, and
2: and by the way, for for you baseball fans out there, uh, baseball is coming up soon. I was at the one of their scrimmages yesterday. Blue Vish. Uh This is this is. Um, I, I don't want to say it's a different team. I don't. I don't know how different it's going to be. They are ranked eighth in the country. Uh, which is nice to see eighth or ninth in the country, and, and depends on what polls you look at. Um, uh, the biggest question mark is going to be pitching, right? Can do they have the pitching? Because I'll tell you what, this is the biggest team that I have seen in a long time out of UM as far as size and, and big boys with with a lot of strength, a lot of power. They can hit the bottom of the park, hit hit the ball, um, just like you know, left left field, center field, right field. I mean, they can go anywhere and they can hit the ball. A long way, and they can hit the ball hard. They've got guys like Ian uh, um, you know, the transfer from Florida Gulf Coast, who's a big kid. Obviously, Yo Yo Morales coming back, All American, uh, uh, CJ Kafis another All American, Andrew Walters, an All American, um, and then they've got some some really some really really big time recruits that came in, guys like Jason Torres, Blake Sir, and of course T. Barton's son. Yeah, another, another offensive coordinator. Uh, from prospect, uh, Caden Martin, who uh went yard a couple times from what I heard this weekend as well. So, uh, it's a, it's a solid team. They got some other kids that have transferred in, also a senior from Vegas, uh, Dario Gomez, who's who's a strong kid. Uh, they've, they've got some talent on that team, especially in the lineup. I think the lineup is going to be nice. I, I saw you know, three kids go yard, uh, yesterday. Uh, Yo Yo went yard, Jason Torres, a big third baseman from, um, uh, Miami Springs, high school local kid, uh, a big kid, man. Um, and then I saw – and then CJ Kafis went yard as well off of uh, Andrew Walters, of all people. So uh, it's nice to see those guys really swing the stick real well. Looks like a good team. I don't want to get too far into it because baseball is going to start mean, game, But it's
0: also –
2: But, boo, you, you, me, and Vish got to go catch a game. Yes, you know, yes. Uh, soon and we'll uh, – Maybe they they'll up may up. name a milkshake after you or something. Oh man, that would be nice. Huh? I mean, if they're gonna name milkshake. yeah, I mean, come on, you. what are we talking about? Be after me?
0: <laughs> it's definitely yeah. gonna be after blue. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> well,
2: come on now. Uh, they can call also, it. So also, um, it I, I,
0: I discovered last year the the milkshakes don't agree with me. Um, so I will not. They don't agree, don't agree with. Anybody. Yeah, well, Jazz warned me they good? don't agree with him, and then after <laughs> we spent three innings in the line to get this damn thing, <laughs> I, I I spent a lot longer than that in the toilet after the game. So really? Not, really? Yeah, no, it ripped through me. It was. So
2: worth it. So go get them. <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it one time. I'll say. Just I'm not, I'm not back.
0: In, I had to had one in like I don't even know, like a
3: decade. I had the peanut butter one two years ago. Oh was pretty...
2: man! And, and listen, here's the thing. Every time I go to a game, you know what Sheena tells me? Don't drink the shake.
0: <laughs> thing it <is sometimes laughs> because time. it's so good, but you know you're gonna pay for it later.
2: You are. You're definitely
0: uh, gonna pay. For I it. didn't actually. I didn't know I was gonna pay for it later. It's been like a decade since I had had one, and I, and I didn't pay. Wow. For it the last time. And oh, it just, it just they just got really a good cool.
3: schedule and they play penn state i know and in florida yeah, they're opening and... with
0: penn state on the uh on the 17th i believe so yeah. be nice
2: be, we should have a, a an after-hour segment here for canes baseball called shakes and Sh- Oh. i'm not
0: good. <laughs> <kidding. laughs> i, mean, I, I could have done it live after that game. i wasn't doing anything else i was just sitting there saying i
2: might as well go live with it oh man that's awesome that's awesome yeah anyway. i think
0: i think for that team though it's you know so they did. The every, pitch they pitch did well. Pitch. They did, but they did everything they need to do to position themselves for a big run, and then they blew it at home in the regional. I mean, yeah, yeah. Your whole goal is to get the top eight seed. They did that, and it was all sitting there in front of them, and just didn't They're, get it. the bats went away. The bats yeah. disappeared.
2: If, if 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 based off obviously off of what I saw, it doesn't really matter, but. Uh, they've got some big batsmen. If they can put it together, this is gonna be a, a really, really dangerous team. They just gotta be able to pitch a little bit. If they can pitch, uh, and and that's saying the pitching kind of held up actually towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, um, and in the and all those games were close despite yeah, them not because
2: of the pitching. Uh, but yeah. if, if we lost a couple of those guys, so if um you know if. if Carson Legan can take that next step if Rosario can come back strong. Uh if Gallo can kind of maintain and, and kind of get better as as we saw him do. Uh you got some other guys like Ben Chestnut, who I saw throw yesterday, who looks really good. Um uh, who's the other kid that I saw that through yesterday? Oh, Brian Walters, little little Walters. He looks he looks really good too, throws throws really hard. Um, and we saw some other some
3: other guys throw also, but um yeah, should be interesting. Remember last year. Really, only had one reliable starter. Yeah, at, towards the end of the year that you could catch the end, on. yeah,
2: because Ligon yeah. got got a little. He got that you right. Know. Yeah, he hit the In the old Miss game, they could have won the all. old Miss
3: game very easily. Yep.
0: Yeah, no, it was both the both the games were especially the Arizona game. Remember that that was oh. Walters blew the save. I mean, I don't. It was an error. It started with an error, like two outs, grounded a short, easy out to end the game. And when was it? Oh, two to one though. It wasn't. It wasn't a hitting masterclass. Yeah threw it away and, and lost the game. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. That whole series was weird. It, it Remember the Tropical Storm came through. They were dodging rain delays. Games got delayed all weekend. It was,
2: just wasn't out here. Maybe this year will be. So,
0: Maybe. So. We'll have
2: fun talking with Canes baseball this year, I think. So, uh, thank you guys for joining us on the show. We'll see you guys next Monday night, 8.30 p.m. Adios. The
3: Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Ring yeah. Rings Kane Show The Six Rings Kane Show You know